everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. Thanks for joining us. With me is Pastor Steve Madsen, uh, our lead pastor and founder of Cornerstone Amen. Fellowship, co-founder. Thanks for saying that. Co-founder. I mean, I'm not going to give you all the credit. Yeah, yeah a lot of you were a Brenda. co. Oh, yeah. Brenda. Yeah. She's actually the founder. Yeah, yeah I buy that. And then uh, John Roscoe, our, our Livermore worship leader. Thanks for uh, joining in. Glad to be here. Uh, so uh, Beyond Sunday, every week we've been uh, creating these podcast episodes and YouTube episodes uh, to dive into the sermon from this last weekend at Cornerstone Fellowship a little bit deeper, um, especially in this series as we're walking through the book of Philippians. Uh, there, uh, we're, we're, as we work our way through, we're not touching on every verse or maybe we're mentioning some verses but not digging deep into that verse. And so this gives us an opportunity um, to dig even deeper and talk more and maybe even get more personal with it, with maybe things that we're struggling with or questions that we have or things like that. And um, so we appreciate you listening in. I know a lot of community groups um, watch this every week as part of their discussion time. And so, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive in. Um, so my first thought and question for you guys is, you know, as I, as I was listening to your sermon, Steve, from this weekend and just reading through the text, we were in Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 through uh, chapter 2, verse 4. Um, Paul's mentality is so not self-concerned. Yeah, he's writing from jail. Mm-hmm. He's writing from prison. He's not. He's not worried about his 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 mindset. Really, what makes him content or not content has nothing to do with his circumstances. It has to do with what Jesus referred to as the coming of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and what is that looking like, and how is that happening, and is it happening, and are people like participating in the, 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 this, this thing that's coming, this kingdom that Jesus brought, like, like there's a movement and he's more concerned of like, that's his passion and his joy and his, it's all tied up in that. Yeah. He's so far past the reality that he shouldn't even be there. Right. Like that's not even the thought. Like, okay, now moving on to something else. Well, we see this in modern times too. We see this with, uh, Dr. King, we mm-hmm. see this with Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. these guys who spent lots of time in jail but didn't let that uh, define them. Paul's not defined as inmate number one, two, three, four, five. He's mm-hmm. he's defined as the chief missionary of the gospel mm-hmm. of Christ in the first century. Mm-hmm. And he knows the Philippians are relying on him to rise to that instead mm-hmm. of saying, hey, I'm in jail. Could mm-hmm. you guys send me some stuff? It really sucks here. You know, mm-hmm. he's not even talking like so, that. So, okay. We're in 2020, obviously, and it's election year, primary season. It's going to be general election season. The coronavirus is happening. Like, <laughs> are we're not like that? I mean, some some people are, mm-hmm. um, and and um, but unfortunately, very few. And you're so. often like this, and a lot of people at Cornerstone are. But oftentimes, up. we're we're head down, thinking about election, coronavirus, job, my job, my. Which is all understandable because we're all human and that's where we tend to... Yes, but we are easily manipulated. The news media, uh, this just the latest cycle of fear-based things. And not that, like say the coronavirus, not that that's not a terrible thing. But as we were talking about earlier, uh, the coronavirus isn't the even the worst virus we've had in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the news media gets us all thinking, man, you shouldn't go out in public. Or, you know, it's just like... Come on, people. We have got to rise above that. We have to be the people who are not driven by fear. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the sermon landed this weekend because I've talked to cornerstone people who are terrified by this virus and they've, they've stocked up their shelves and whatever. I'm thinking, what are you doing? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it might turn out to be terrible, but it's not terrible in Alameda County and Contra Costa County at this point in time. So let's not let's not pre let's not let's not be afraid of things. There's plenty of stuff we could be afraid of, like driving and traffic or whatever, that are really more. I don't know, just more realistic. So I want to encourage the Cornerstone uh, congregation, let's not be the people of fear. Let's be the people of gospel, of good news. Mm -hmm. And then once again, we can meet a need in the Bay Area. So do not be afraid is the most common command in in the whole Bible. Mm -hmm. And Paul says it in a different way, Mm -hmm. but he's saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Jesus even, he couched it, you know, he he framed it. He said, yeah, stuff's going to happen. But fear not, I've overcome the world. And he's saying, I'm in you. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you will overcome these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... And Paul spent so much time looking at Jesus and the way that Jesus lived. It's like Jesus didn't make decisions based on the consequences that were coming, like the very real consequences that came for the way that Jesus lived. Mm -hmm. And so what Jesus said, how he spoke, who he engaged with, who he interacted with, he was never stopped because of, oh, what might be. It was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to live for truth. I'm going to live in such a way that's really humble and kind. And whatever I have to move through in order for those things— to rise up to the top, like, I'm going to do it, even to the point where he dies on the cross. Well, and Paul's the same way. The reason, yeah. let's think about why he's in jail in Rome. Mm-hmm. How'd he get in jail in Rome? Mm-hmm. He was in Caesarea, he was in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and he was sharing gospel with people, and mm-hmm. some bad people tried to take him down, and he said, I appeal to Caesar. Mm-hmm. So he intentionally went toward inconvenience mm-hmm. so that the gospel could go forward. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Man, I would love to see more of us mm. acting that way. Mm-hmm. I would love to act that way more. I mean, right. I'm, I'm inspired. I mean, I, I look at, you look at Philippians chapter two in the fir- first four verses, and he's, um, he's, giving us a, he's giving us instruction on how to, to, to live in unity and to live in the way of love that he talks about. And where our focus is to what we were just talking about, I feel like, almost not completely, but almost determines our ability to succeed in these things. Like he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit and humility, consider others better than yourselves. Um, he's talking about being like-minded of having the same love. We, if we're head down focused on the concerns of America in 2020, not that we shouldn't be involved in those or be aware of those or be participating in no, those. No, we absolutely should we, be we all We all believe, so I just want to provide that caveat. We absolutely should be involved in all of it. Yeah. But if 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 our our heart and our hopes and our eyesight is fixed on those things and that's as high as we look then we're going to be just like oh everyone else oh my goodness else. we mm-hmm. we have no chance of doing these things at the top of philippians 2 we it would literally be impossible to do it you can believe that this is the word of god mm-hmm. and you could aspire to that but you're going to fail and fail and fail if your eyes are are fixed on the wrong thing and so what paul's doing here is he's coaching uh, the whole thing of the soon athaleo, and you were the one that pointed this mm-hmm. out to me earlier mm-hmm. this last week. Of Steve, look at this Greek word, together battling, together uh, being a team, mm-hmm. soon athaleo. Mm-hmm. Paul's not coaching the world here in the book of Philippians. He's coaching the church. Mm-hmm. He's saying, hey, church, you there in, in Philippi, yeah, you, you guys are in a, actually a tough city to be a Christian. It's a very prosperous city, but it's actually very patriotic and loyal to those Roman gods. You can't worship those Roman gods. You've got to go into the public marketplace and walk right by those bowls of incense where they, people are dropping that in uh, on their way to work. Caesar is Lord. Caesar is Lord. Caesar is mm-hmm. Lord. You walk by. At the very least, you walk past it. And what you may need to do is stop at that bowl and say, now, 
Jesus is my Lord. Mm -hmm. And let everybody just kind of be shocked by that. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked in the sermon about persecution, and I'm convinced that most American Christians don't face any persecution at all because none of their neighbors know that they're Christians. Mm -hmm. And they, we have succumbed to HR regulations and to somehow we've got separation of church and state in our head or something. And in reality, I think if most more of us spoke up more about how Jesus really is the center of our lives or, or is becoming the center of our lives, we might face more persecution. Mm -hmm. We don't mm -hmm. face it because how, how would anybody know to persecute us? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, that contending, that striving word, knowing that persecution is coming. It's not like, well, maybe it won't. You know, it right. will in so many different forms. I love that word because the root word in it, soon uh, athaleo, like an athlete, striving like an athlete. And we, we, when you witness a, a really great, like proficient athlete do something miraculous, incredible, you go, wow, like it's just a marvel to watch. But what you don't see is like all of the work they did in order to do something that seemed like it was effortless. So when we look at Paul's life, we go, how did you like from the start choose to have that perspective? despite your circumstance. And it's not like he went to jail and suddenly said, I'm going to think of other people and I'm going to write this incredible letter. It was like a lifestyle. It was a habit. And in the same way that an athlete puts in 10,000 hours and they practice this routine of a shot, mm -hmm. it's like it be, you, we say words like, oh, they've gone unconscious or they're ice cold. But there really like, is something to that. They're, they're not thinking because they've thought they've consciously strived so hard so that in those moments when it's like everything's on the line, my automatic response is something that for us, we watch it and we just marvel. Right. And that's just one, one player, but when it's everyone doing it together as, as, a, as a unit, as a team. So oh, what if you man. took that illustration of an athlete into the illustration of being a mature Christian, where you've done the right thing so many times mm -hmm. now, but mm -hmm. the right thing is what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't really think it through. Yeah. You just do the right thing. And it gives us all hope because it's tiny movements every day that I can teach my kids. Mm -hmm. Like how to, it's not, my kids aren't going to experience this kind of persecution right now, but they can learn how to make these tiny judgments where it's like, no, think of your brother, think of your sister, think of your mom, think of mm -hmm. your, like, think of others first. Mm -hmm. And then later on in life, it's so many built in habits that when something really does happen, their automatic response, you know, will be, oh, you know what? I'm not going to think of myself in this moment. I'm going to think of others. Hmm. So powerful. M one of this. Um, one of my favorite phrases, I think, maybe in the, I'm, it's just one of my favorites, is consider others better than yourself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's one of the more challenging instructions in the Bible. <laughs> and I think um, we obviously all really struggle with that, uh, both within the church, but then um, we struggle with it within the church. And I think he's primarily talking about us within the church, but it also, you know, when Jesus is command to love extends outside of the church as well. And I think the church in America really struggles with um, a genuine belief that we are better than others hmm. in terms of our, our, our posture towards communities around us that aren't, aren't Christian. And, um, and it, it definitely affects our witness in a, in a negative way because we're, we're coming oftentimes coming at people with, hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to yell good news at you instead mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. um, coming up, meeting their needs and thinking of their interests and, and coming at them in a, in a way that's would be perceived as loving and honor of, okay, 
it's 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 tough to to feel like okay i i have this good news that i feel like i have and they don't have mm-hmm. and believe that is true without letting that imply i'm 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 above you like yeah we really do have to watch our tone it's hard it's it's yeah. i think i think we've generally struggle with that as as christians well that's why paul keys in on words like encouragement mm-hmm. and comfort mm-hmm. and uh he says when you're like-minded he's not he's not saying when you're morally superior right mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's saying that's what makes me happy he says you make my joy complete when you when you act like the other person is more important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well and and like kevin was preaching a couple weeks ago in, in paul's sermon in athens like he was so respectful to them and even though they hadn't put the pieces together about who the unknown God is, he was still, he honored them and he didn't treat them like idiots. Of mm-hmm. Like you guys haven't figured this out yet. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, there was a deep respect and he didn't come off like he was better than them. He came off like he was valuing them as better than him. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. That's so hard to do. Well, I feel like it's a word or like a concept that you can negotiate with in that. Okay maybe my needs right now take priority. So I'd rather not like step into this and offer help. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a family that's struggling, but so is my family. Mm-hmm. So it's not selfish ambition right now, or it's not that I'm not thinking of other people. It's like, how do I consider others better than, than me or better than my family? And when there's moments that I'm being like called to sacrifice, Mm-hmm. without negotiating with that's something I think I struggle with is like where do we like decipher when the moment is that you know their needs take priority right yeah. without feeling guilt and shame or should we feel guilty yeah. that we've negotiated with something where we know intrinsically or inherently totally. or the Holy Spirit speaking to us and saying you need to step into this well that that gets back to kind of the discernment that's needed like the what does love require of me question mm-hmm. it requires that discernment and it's you know that plays that manifests itself in different ways in different situations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And it's almost, it's almost like perfect that Paul is saying these things from prison. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, we're not there right now. I'm negotiating over these smaller things. And Paul's going, no, I'm considering this church and your needs and what you're doing even mm-hmm. better than my own current mm-hmm. circumstance. So that's cool, too, because some of the greatest nuggets that you'll find on greeting cards and whatever in Christian circles are out of the book of Philippians, this mm-hmm. letter from prison. Mm-hmm. And so here he's giving us all these words. It's just so comforting wow, yeah. and wonderful that we memorize. Yeah. And we're like, thank you, Paul. I'm sitting here on my beach vacation and I'm really getting yeah. comfort from this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, really, you know, that was written mm-hmm. by me in jail. Mm-hmm. Rats running around. Right. Wow. Wow. And then it I, makes those words true. Like, it does, yeah. Like there, there's a moments when it your feet are to the fire, and it's like, okay, do I actually believe this? Yeah. And for Paul, that's why we receive it that way, and so impactful. You're talking about these Hallmark cards that mean something, because he was actually put to the test in terms of what do I actually believe when things get rough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I would encourage anyone anyone uh, that watches these, that come listens to our sermon, and then watches these. Don't let yourself go further in Philippians until you're living out what we already taught in the last three weekends. Like, challenge yourself. Like, what have I learned so far? I mean, are you in this just so you can learn more memory verses out of Philippians? 
or are you really in it for the life change? And because Paul would w want you to live a life in imitation of Christ. Mm -hmm. So maybe even go back and say, I'm not going to go back further into chapter two until I'm until I'm living out chapter one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, there's just uh, there's similarities in, in how Jesus spoke. And then Paul speaks in a different way, but but they're so similar. Jesus wasn't as concerned about where he's going to lay his head down at night. He was he had a king. He, had, he kept wanting to talk about the kingdom of God that he was ushering in. And then I just I see the same tone in what Paul's writing here in Philippians is, yeah, cool, I'm in jail. But what really makes me feel sad or, or joyful is this kingdom, this movement of the kingdom of God. And how's it doing? And when it's struggling mm -hmm. and when there's a church I helped start that's they're doing a terrible job. Like, I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm angry. And it, when the, when the, this movement is growing, like, it brings me so much joy when I mm -hmm. see this group of people working together and taking care of each other and this unity that's so attractive to the world. Like, that's where his sadness and joy is coming from. And mm -hmm. I think that, gosh, that's so challenging for me. Like am, when I wake up in the morning, am, am I thinking about the movement of God and the things about that? And it's, it's either, it's making me joyful or sad. Mm -hmm. I'm usually not, I'm thinking about other aspects of mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's a good challenge for all of us then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So. It's a great challenge for all of us. It feels like when you read it, on its face that it's like a parent that's talking to their kids because it sounds so basic like don't mm -hmm. be selfish <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah uh share um it, it really does sound basic but it's so fundamental mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just because you're older and you maybe have children and those are words that you constantly give to them doesn't mean we don't need this for our own our own life. John, you just, I just reflected on something. On Monday, we had uh, Matt's and family gathering, and it was Tyler's birthday, so we always have pinatas for birthdays for some reason. <laughs> so we have this, this pinata, and we're all, and the kids love this about our family birthdays. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so our oldest uh, grabbed the bat, and the, you know, he just went for it because he knows the first one with the bat, first one with the bandana. Mm -hmm. And I saw his dad say to him, Hey, son, remember how we've been talking about this? He goes, you just made it all me first, and it, you made it about you. He goes, now I want you to rethink what you just did mm -hmm. and make it about someone else. And I watched my oldest grandson mm -hmm. think that through and mm -hmm. go, oh. And he took the bandana, and he took the bat, and he took it over to his mm -hmm. little sister mm -hmm. so she could be first. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I watched the dad just beam, and then I beamed. Yeah. It was just this tiny little thing. It's, yeah. it's hundreds yeah. of those little moments. Right. Yeah. Right, and he said, I want you to think about that. And he did, and then he did the right thing. Yeah. If we stay, those of us that are coaches, and I know some of you that coach uh, community groups and all that, watch this, keep coaching, always be coaching. Mm -hmm. Because when you see the result, result of that, it'll make your joy complete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're so right, it, it comes around to joy. We would have the, the talk with Isaiah and Kente you know, when, when things go haywire and everyone in the family gets upset, it usually you can, you can rewind and find someone being selfish mm -hmm. and really trying to get what they want. And then it started to affect the other people in the family. And so we'd sit down and we'd have a talk and then we'd say, Hey, what, here's what the consequences of being selfish are. It doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around you. Mm -hmm. And so we hit that point a lot for probably a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then now my teenager, like he'll try to flip it on us and I'll be like, Hey, Isaiah, I need you to take out the garbage. He said, well, that sounds like you're being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> He's always flipping, trying yeah. to flip it on it, that's but awesome. in the wrong way. Uh, it's, but it's still oh, pretty funny. Awesome. It's like his little joke. <laughs> you need that dad. Well, right? Yeah. You know? oh. 
Sounds like you're being felt selfish, Dad. <laughs> Um, well, hopefully, uh, I, I, not hopefully, there's so much to discuss in mm-hmm. here. And, um, and so we're praying for you as you process through this book and, um, and let the, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God wash over you in a way where we, you continue to be transformed like mm-hmm. we're all in the process of being. And so we love you, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>